0: Welcome back to the Swasemas Shire on Parshas Achrimos Kedoshim. The Shire this week once again is being recorded, not in its usual live location in Kilas Haverim in Yerushalayim, but hopefully it will resume there next week. I'd like to weave together a few thoughts from the Swasemis, different places in the Svasemes on the two parshas, hopefully connecting them to one theme. In Parshish Vayikrach, Rimos Vayikrach, Perk Yudches, Posok Aleph, we find, Vayidabar Hashem O Moshe Leymar, Hashem spoke to Moshe, said, "Daber O B'nei Yisro, v'amarta l'yemani Hashem L'keichem, Eretz Mitzrayim asher yeshavtem bo lo ta'asu. Do not do like the deeds of Eretz Mitzrayim where you dwelled. U Eretz Qan'an and like the deeds of Eretz Qan'an asher ani meviyaschem shoma lo ta'asu, that I am bringing you there you should not do. you should not go in their ways and their customs. But rather, as you should do my mishpatim, those laws that we're able to grasp the understanding of, to keep the chukos as well, loleches to walk in them, ani And then it finishes, Ves when you will keep ma'chukim and ma'mishpatim, asher Yasa osom ha'odom These are the laws that you should do and you will live in them, ani Hashem. So let's take a look at how the Svasemes deals with these P'sukim in a variety of places. These P'sukim come immediately before what's known as the Parashas Ha'arayos, the mitzvahs in the Torah, which forbid relations with relatives, and other people forbidden to us. It's read on Yom Kippur at Mincha time. And it seems to be an introduction to that parsha. But the Svasemis asks, he says, if it's really talking about arayos, about those forbidden relations, why would it be linked to what the Egyptians did and what the Canaanim did? It's also wherever it's done, in any way that it's done. What is this, k'ma Eretz Mitzrayim, and Kemaisi Eretz Canaan, not to do things like the Mitzrayim did and not to do things like the Canaanim would do things. Now it's interesting that Rashi mentions that Mitzrayim was the most corrupt of places and the place where the Jews lived in Mitzrayim was the most corrupt of all. And Canaan also was very, very corrupt and the places where the Jews were going to be coming to live were the most corrupt of all which is interesting food for thought on the idea of the opposition of Tuma to Kedusha that's always there. So the Svasemes looks at those psukim about Kameis eretz Mitzrayim, kamaise eretz kanan more as a standalone. He explains in the year Tafresh Lamed, he, Lamed Ches, he says, Kemaaseh V'lo Meiseh Eretz Mitzrayim Mamash. He says, Hashem is not commanding us here not to do sins that the Egyptians did, but not to do things in the Egyptian way. Right? He says Nothing the Jew does at any stage in his life should be similar to the way the Egyptians would do things, to the way the Canaanim would do things, that everything that they do is simply for the physical reason. Now, this just doesn't mean to fulfill physical desires. It can be even just this worldly order and benefit. The idea of even just setting up a society that runs, a political system that runs, but it stops at that. They're doing it for making a better way of life in Olamaze. He says, Am Yisrael is supposed to sanctify everything they do. Everything they do is meant to be connected to the source of life, of their life force, of the life force of everything. And by linking their everyday deeds to that source of life, they will derive their life force from that Kedusha that they're connected to. And they'll be living, even though on this planet, but plugged into a very different source. He goes on, he says, Everything that we do is supposed to have a unified purpose. The Messias Sisharim, in the beginning of Perak Aleph talks about About the person knowing what he is looking towards, what his purpose is in everything he does every day of his life. A unifying principle that takes all the disparate areas of our lives and actions and makes them one. It's a beautiful idea. It's something worth aspiring to. He says... If our tachlis is to be progressing in avodas Hashem that unifies everything, and that elevates everything, that connects it to a source. Now he says, on the simplest level, The simplest kavana intention we could say a person has, when he sits down for his meal, he says, this meal is going to keep me alive. This meal is going to sustain my body, give me physical strength. And enable me to do that which Hashem wants me to do in this world. He said that is also an aspect of lalechis bohim, that that meal that you're eating is part of your progress in the world, of your traveling. It's moving you from a spiritual point A to a spiritual point B. He says, of Now the tzaddik can take that even further. And the very act of eating is not simply a means to gain strength, but every mouthful will be something which is spiritually significant. So what we're seeing here is that the picture of avodah HaShem is not a checklist of things that we do and don't do, and otherwise we kind of run our lives like everyone else. As he said, a Jew is supposed to be different in absolutely everything he does. So certainly when it comes to our mitzvahs, we understand what that is. But what about everything else in our life? If we're honest, most people spend most of their waking hours doing things that are similar to everyone else on the world. Working, traveling, taking care of their physical needs, relaxing, doing their hobbies, etc. So for a person who says, that the Torah is our life, it is the length of our days, it seems to just be a little sliver of our lifetime, a small compartment of differentiation among the usual human lives that all of us live. So the Pachad Yitzchak, Ravutner Zatzal, had a beautiful explanation of what Chazal call everything that's not a mitzvah or not an It's called a Dvar reshus. Now, he explained that people oftentimes mistranslate that term that Chazal gave these actions. Rishus sometimes is translated as permission. So divrei rishus would be things that are not a mitzvah, not Navera, and the Torah lets you do what you want. It gives you permission to live your life as you would want. But he says that can't be. The Chobos vavos has a famous principle that he says that there is nothing which is parav or neutral in terms of ruchnius. Everything we do results either in positive spirituality in Kedusha or negative spirituality. And Chilul, the word Chilul is related to the idea of Cholol, leaving an empty space. So if that is the way we view things, what are Divrei Rishus? He said the word Rishus really is a word of control. Right, Like in Shabbos, Rosh Hashanah, the private domain. Domain is related to the word dominion, that which you rule over. Rosh Hashanah, that which the public rules over, controls. Even the word reshet, which is a net, is there to control that which is inside of it. Right? That's uh, the idea of a net, to control the fish or the hare or whatever it's holding together. So divvei rashus are different than a mitzvah and an aveira because when you do a mitzvah, it immediately brings kedusha into the world. When you do an avera, so that immediately brings that chil Hashem into the world. When you do a divvei rashus, it depends on what your intention is and the way in which you do it. You're in control of how that will be. And therefore, absolutely everything that's done in a Jew's life is something that can be a form of avodah Sashem will be elevated and different, even though on the outside, when you look at that non-Jew doing the same action, it seems to be exactly the same. There's no mitzvah in the Torah that says, thou shalt play tennis. There is no avera in the Torah that says, thou shalt not play tennis. How the tennis works out depends on you. What is your intention in going to play tennis? How do you play tennis? Are you paying attention that you do it according to the Torah and its guidance in the halachas? And for the purpose of that, he said, that's the idea of to connect with Hashem in everything you do and to do everything L'Shem Shamayim. Now here this svasemis brings it to another interesting level. He continues on and says, And also in every mitzvah that a person does, I believe, and I, I say this with certain reservations, the Sefer is implying that you can even do mitzvahs in a way of Mitzrayim or in a way of Canaan, meaning you're not doing it in order to progress to kedusha. You're not doing it in order to elevate and connect to deeper, in a deeper way, to the source of all life. He says, Shiyukal Hosi Pakolismi mi Madrega, you should want to be doing it in order to move on from level to level. Ginyan mitzvah mitzvah mitzvah. One mitzvah draws the next mitzvah. It's a dynamic process. What should we not be doing? Vlo nasaha mitsu rakkedeyo lios nifta mihyuva that we shouldn't be doing the mitzvah just because I have this list of obligations that I have to check off and I hate having this pressure of these things I'm obligated to do so I want to be putter from it. I want to be done. He says, no. I realize that every mitzvah I do is opening a door to the next mitzvah and enables me to approach the next mitzvah. That's why Chazal said the reward of a mitzvah, schar mitzvah, is the mitzvah itself. That process is what the Pesach refers to as lo leches bohem. That's the true Jewish life of progress, of going on and being able to then v'chay bohem, to draw your very life essence from the mitzvahs and to bring that there. Okay, now what about mitzvahs lo What about the things that we don't do? Oftentimes we think, okay, when I do a positive mitzvah, when I give tzedakah, when I put on tefillin, when I eat matzah, so I'm progressing. I brought Kedusha in the world, I transformed myself. When there's something I shouldn't do and I don't do it, I view that as maintenance. I maintain the state that I was in. It's not true. In Toph Mem Aleph, the says, says, Keshoshana benachochim, that Am Yisrael, are like a rose among the thorns meaning that they are in this world, they are among the nations who influence us and pressure us to be like them. And we are here, By even resisting that negativity, we bring about positive Tikkun. He says, He says, this is true nationally for Am Yisrael in the world, and it's true for every Jewish individual we don't have rest. We're going to be challenged. And the challenge isn't there to bring us down and just get us to stay where we are. Meeting those challenges helps us progress. V'nikra mahalich. That's why you, Jews are called walkers. Right? Sadikim always know that they have to move on and they embrace the fact that they're going to be challenged. Okay? Now, the Tzadikim in Parshah Re'e speaks about this idea of being challenged throughout life. The Pesach there says, nosin hayom bracha uklola. Hashem says, see that I'm placing before you today bracha klola, blessing and curse. Every day you have a blessing and curse. So the Svasema says, yes. Bechol es uvechol right? At every time and every day, yeshnei drachim lifnei adam." Because as we said, absolutely everything you do in life can go one way or the other. Okay, so therefore, right, he explains that um, a person is really always at these crossroads. And a tzaddik goes from one crossroads to the next. And he says this can explain what we find in the Gemara in Maslech HaSukkah. It tells us there that in the future Hashem will take the Sahara and slaughter it. And the Tzadikim and the Roshonim will both be looking at the Eitzahara after his merits end. It says, nidme kahar. To the Tzadikim, the Eitzahara will appear to be like a mountain. Ubochin, and they will cry. Ech How are we able to overcome this? Right? And they realized that Hashem helped them to deal with something that seemed so impossible. The Rishayim see the Sahara as a very fine thread, like a hair. And they also cry and they say, Ech lo yochomli lochimbo. How weren't we able to resist and overcome that little thread? So he says, Leolam yishrach Really? the Yetzahara that challenges us in life, is always just a thread. But, <inaudible> When a Tzadik succeeds in one challenge, there's another thread waiting for him. Always. And he has to overcome that one as well. And over time, he says, <inaudible> Those threads accumulate they're a mountain. He says, but the Rasha, he's Nishar Omed. He doesn't even meet that first challenge. He stays where he is. So therefore, that's why his picture of the Yitzar is a Chut because that's what it was, and he never moved forward. Now, I believe it's possible that that idea that the Tzadikim see the Chut eventually adding up to a mountain means that that elevated them that each of those threads that they conquered helped them go higher and higher, and that is the picture of who and what we are. So we shouldn't view those things that we resist doing that are negative as simply maintenance, but those are also progress and going up and changing and transforming and connecting to Kedusha. And that's why tzaddikim were able to embrace the idea of Ein L'Hem that they don't have rest. Okay, now let's look at another aspect that makes every aspect of our lives different and infused with Kedusha. In Parshas Kedoshim, the Yer Tofresh Hay, the Svasem says like this, the beginning of the parsha says, Kedoshim Tiyu Ki Kedoshoni. Hashem says, you should be kadosh because I am kadosh." So the Srasema says in the Medrish in the Zohar HaKadosh, explains that this is not just a command to Avtocha gamking, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is promising us that it's possible. Why? He says, take an example from me. How do we take an example from Hashem? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mechaya Hakol. Every item in this world that exists is being given its existence real time now by HaKadosh Baruch Hu every slug, every bird, every bug, every rock, every pond. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not contained by the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not limited by the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is elevated and exalted above the world. He says, So therefore, we can understand our mission as well. So therefore, we can understand our mission as a person might look at that command kudoshim to you and say, How am I supposed to be holy? I live in this world. I I've got a human body, a human psychology, I'm in a physical world, he says no. You also are connected integrally to the teva, but you can also be kadosh. How, if you will be misbatil dnakuda pneumus shabuchomaisa, to realize that in every action you do, there is a spark of godliness. And if that is the main intention in what you do, then you're able to connect to that even while being fully functional and involved in this world. And he explains, this is why this Mitzvah of Kedoshim to you was said, as Rashi says, right? that the Parsha starts off by telling us, Daber kol adas b'nei Yisrael say this to the entire community of Bnei Yisrael, this teaches us that it was said when everyone was gathered together. Why? He says, The main connection to Kedusha that we have in this world is by connecting everything that we do by making ourselves part of Klai Yisrael. And Klai Yisrael is not just my community, not even just the Jews in my world, but all Jews that ever were and ever will be. Ki Kadusha kedusha shorah because the Kedusha in this world rests in Klal Yisrael, which is called Knessis, Yisrael, the gathering of Am Yisrael, which is mm-hmm. Asus that is really gathering together all of the life force that HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts into the world. That is the job of Am Yisrael. And when a person really gives themselves over and defines themselves as part of the Klal, then they can access Kedusha. In Toph Mem Gimel, he returns to this name and says, The Kiddush of K'lal Yisrael is very elevated. (laughs) That's why when Jews gather together for the sake of heaven, that gathering has an eternity. Because the name of Hashem it takes resonance, so to speak, on that gathering, and there's kedusha there. He says this explains to us the other side, zeikar ha'golus, the main suffering in the golos the main impediment that we have to face in our golos is masha yicholin li'sachid. Golus stops us from uniting, not just because we're geographically spread, but al Jews have been scattered among rishoyim. And the influence of those Rishoim stop Am Yisrael from uniting as they should the Shem Shamaim, and therefore having the Kedusha rest on them and unite them. And with this he explains a puzzling Gemara. The Gemara talking about the destruction of the two Batei Mikdash, so it says, rishon," we understand. They had those three cardinal sins, what's called, of idolatry, forbidden relations, and murder. But in Bay Sheni the people were chasidim. The word chasidim means a person who is very, very righteous. And they answer, Meshani, the Gemar answers, because they had this baseless hatred among them. So Esfam es- asks, what is the Gemara telling us? If it is telling us that this sin of Sinas chinam was so great that it brought about the punishment of the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash and the Golos, so why did they say that those people were Hasidim? If they did such a powerful sin, so then <laughs> these were not righteous people. He says, it, it can't be that that's what they're saying in terms of the punishment. He says, no. Sinas chinom is simply a reality that brings about almost a natural reaction. Sinas chinom sibo is essentially the reason if it exists, the Beis Hamikdash cannot be with us. We cannot remain in Eretz Yisrael that way. It's not possible for the Kedusha to be with us and for us to be linked to that kedusha without achdus, without oneness. It's not a quid pro quo punishment for the severity of that particular sin. It's simply the reality of our world. So this gives us, first of all, a very positive opening to connect to kedusha By having in mind everything we do, even that which I do for myself, I have to, if I view myself as part of the Klal, so everything that I do for myself is also for the benefit of the klal. And we have to be aware of that and remember it, like Narizal says, to think of Haftal Recha Kamocha before davening in the morning. The other is to remember, right, the power of that achdus among Am Yisrael, and that that's where the Kedusha is. They tell a story about Reb and Mitolna, the first Tolna Rebbe. So coming up on the 10th of Iyar. That at one point, for medical reasons, the doctors told him he couldn't go to the mikveh. So he used to push in among the many Hasidim who came to his shul and join the crowd. And he says, I'm tovel tzavishin yidin. I'm toveling among yidin, as it says, Mikveh Yisrael Hashem. The Yisrael is the Mikveh of Hashem. Kedusha is there among Jews. And the more we can join and connect as we do what we're supposed to do, so then we'll be able to access that Kedusha and bring that level of Kedusha to everything we do each day and help us get out of the spiritual Mitzrayim and avoid being caught into that spiritual kanan. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos.